and welcome back to the Living Hopeful podcast. Today I'm going to be speaking about how we can have hope and trust in God even through the midst of battle and when trusting things of this world just sounds easier or more reasonable. Uh, I think we've all been there when we, I guess, possibly don't see God in a situation um, and we just resort to trusting things of this world, people, things like situations more than God um yes I'm going to be picking apart Isaiah 31 if you wanted to read along with me um I actually picked this up um a couple of nights ago actually um I just really needed a real like reset and refresh in my relationship with God I guess I got to a point where I was just really stagnant and um, didn't really feel like I could connect with God because of things going on in my life. So I really just like sat down and um, yeah, I just found this passage and how it's about the like title of it in my Bible is the Lord, the only help. Um, but I found that really encouraging um, and I've been little notes from that. So I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, but yeah, what happened this week honestly really chill well not really chill but like I haven't had a lot of like things aside from work going on it's my first week it was my first week of uh uni mid-semester break um so I was um just interning and working my new job um, two days interning, two days working, and because it was just Easter, then obviously I had like the long weekend, which has been nice, and another long weekend, which is great. Um, it's because it's Anzac weekend here in New Zealand and Australia, um, so it is going to be great just to chill um, and re- really have some time with God. And um, yeah, I really, I'm really working on, I guess refreshing my content on my instagram to reflect more what i do on the podcast um so i'm really looking because i feel like at the moment with my content i'm just like i have like four different ideas at once and like i'm talking about like vulnerability here and then i'm talking about imposter syndrome here and then i'm talking about forgiveness here and it's like i need to like streamline that firstly for my own mental sanity because i feel like i'm putting so much stress on myself that isn't needed and secondly, just so that um, the messages of hope that God is speaking through me can be reinforced, I guess, even more if I'm um, communicating them on all my different channels. Um, so I've really been working on like a new plan on how I can, re- yeah, like, um, I don't know, just like make what I do on the podcast more known on like my Instagram uh, and my website which I don't actually use that much because people don't really come to it I don't really know anyway but yeah apart from that I've just been yeah working hanging out with friends well with my flatmates um and yeah that's pretty much it um but yeah I'm super excited to be talking to you guys about this today so let's just get on So what God's been teaching me recently has come out of one of the days in the Purpose Driven Life devotional by Rick Warren, which I've talked about quite a bit and I highly recommend. And it's about 
serving in the church and how obviously we are designed to serve in the church but sometimes we could be discouraged about um, even like if what we're doing is significant because we may not be getting publicly recognized or it may not be something that like you're really really passionate about like for me I was doing photography and social media at my last church and it was something that I really really enjoyed and I guess set me apart and was I don't know not as mundane as other things to me um so when I went into my current church I was like right I'll be in the photography team like this is what I'm going to do and I'm really excited about that but then they haven't put me on I did it like twice like like, I guess I sort of knew what my abilities are but I haven't been on it since and I was discouraged and I was like is it because my photos suck is it my fault but actually God reminded me that I actually had to lay a foundation at my last church for me to be able to serve in this area that I'm so passionate about and be able to grow in and you know learn in because I served in other areas I yeah every other young pretty much every other young adult in my last church was serving a youth group and that's where I was for the probably like three or four years before I got to um be on the creative team which is what I wanted I didn't know I wanted it at the beginning but then I went into it and I'm like I love this now um but yeah God really reminded me that I need to build my foundation and actually nothing is insignificant to him even if I see it as not significant um but yeah Matthew 10 verse 42 says and if and if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers you will surely be rewarded no service is insignificant to God being significant isn't told by whether you're publicly acknowledged or not God sees everything and even the most menial tasks are important to him serve in ways which are important to him not important to you or important to getting acknowledged for me photography was something that's really important to me but actually if like if it's really important to me if that's like the main reason why I'm doing it then why am I actually serving because we should be serving the church for God and if I'm doing it out of selfish ambition then I'm not actually glorifying God in it and I'm not serving him well so yeah that's a little bit of something that God taught me this week but yeah I'm gonna get into the the meat of the Okay, so how can we have hope and trust in God, especially in tough times or times where we can't see him or we think that trusting earthly things is more reasonable? A little bit of context about Isaiah 31. Um, This passage is about how Judah seemed to think that it would be wiser to rely on Egypt's armies rather than God for defense against Assyria. They went to Egypt instead of God for their protection. Um, I got a lot from this passage and I'm super excited to talk about it Um, but yeah I'm probably going to take it verse by verse or a couple of verses at a time Um, so if you want to read along I'm in Isaiah 31 I'm reading from the CSB version the Christian Standard Bible I I think yeah Um, yeah so verse 1 says woe to those who go down to Egypt for help and who depend on horses they trust in the abundance of chariots and a large number of horsemen they do not look to the Holy One of Israel and they do not seek the Lord 
you can obviously see from here that Judah is going to Egyptian armies for their protection rather than God. Um, you can sort of see the whole context of this. Um, and yeah, um, as it says, like, woe to those who go down to Egypt for help. It's saying that great distress comes to those who go to earthly things for help, who depend on these things rather than God. That when we go to earthly things um, for protection or for help, that we actually experience great distress and great sorrow because I guess we know that they aren't going to fully protect us, that there could be um, chance that that would fail and they're not unstoppable and they're not all-powerful like our God. And so when we go to these places for protection, we know that it's only temporary and we don't know if it's even going to last um, and this brings great stress and great sorrow onto us um, instead of when we trust God because when we trust God and when we rely on him for our protection and we depend on him, we know his character, we know he is all-powerful, he's never changing, he's almighty, he's defeated death, like he um, can defeat anything on earth and we can just, we're just able to rest and trust in him and not have that great sorrow. But this is what um, Judah was um, experiencing when they went to Egypt for their protection instead of God. Um, this really touches on how it's actually a sin to trust earthly things and not God. Um, that where our trust is, um, I guess, um, yeah. We're out, sorry, it's like kids outside and I like can't concentrate. Um, like where our trusters can determine whether we, like where our where our faith lies in, I guess, and obviously not being faithful to God and not trusting God as a sin. Um, but for, for us sometimes, well, most of the time, trusting earthly things seem reasonable because you can physically see it, that's the reason to trust it. We see it as trustworthy because our earthly minds can't comprehend how more trustworthy he is and how earth fails in comparison. We can't actually comprehend the, to the great extent how much earth can fail and how more God can protect us and stuff from it. And we all have faith in, faith in something, whether you're a Christian or have um, religious beliefs or not, um, either in... Um, earth and situations and God and people we all have faith in something and if we aren't seeking God it means that we have our faith in earthly things so um, what we are seeking leads to determines what we trust um, yeah because it's talking about how they don't trust him and then at the end of the verse it's saying that they don't look at God they don't seek God um, yeah and yeah our trust should only be in God and that determines our f um, because what we trust is what we have faith in and we all have faith in things blah 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 um, so yeah I found it cool how it's like what we seek determines what we trust so what are you looking at like it really caused me to question what I actually am looking at and what I am focusing on um, right now and whether that is God or whether that is something else um, and really reminded me to switch my focus to God when I'm going, when I have great pain and great sorrow and great distress in my life, am I actually looking at God 
or am I looking at earthly things to protect me um but yeah and then we go into verse two verse two yeah but he is also wise and brings disaster. He does not go back on what he says. He will rise up against the horse, the house of the wicked and against the allies of evildoers. Whether we can see it or not, there is always a reason to trust God because of what he has done in the past, um, which is bringing disaster to evil, that like he has proven time and time again throughout the Bible, throughout our lives, throughout people in the past lives, that he is trustworthy and um, he is worthy of our trust Um, but actually sometimes when we look back on those situations where God has provided for us and protected us we see it I guess um, unfavorably to God Um, we sometimes try to reason our opinions in the present but altering our views of what happened in the past because we sometimes in those times we can't see God or we don't really think that he's there or we don't really trust him that we alter our perception of the past to fit that but instead we need to look at the past using that to shape our current opinions we need to remember what God has done and remember how faithful he is and remember how much he's protected us and um yeah cared for us and comforted us during really hard times and use that to shape what we think of God now and who we turn to now when we're going through similar things so yeah that I found that really challenging um but yeah verse three says Egyptians are men not God their horses are flesh not spirit when the Lord raises his hand to strike the helper will stumble and the one who is helped will fight will fall both will perish together this talks about how literally it only takes God lifting up his hand for enemies to fall and for armies to be defeated um and Judah was wrong and how strong God well there Judah was wrong and how strong Egypt is for God could defeat them by only outstretching his hand um yeah um like men are they have shortcomings they um yeah they aren't all powerful and God is the only one who can um defeat all these battles into will be the will have the ultimate victory because he is all powerful and we need to remember that um yeah because it only takes one small act of god to defeat and destroy this whole earth and this is who you should trust in because yeah like if it only takes one small move of move of god to defeat a whole army how how trustworthy is he in our lives so so worthy of our trust um and yeah let me see yeah and um i got this like something out of it um that by trusting him takes swimming against the current type faith it's the standing up against the crowd type of faith it's not what the world sees it's not normal to yeah those in our lives um and those around us but yeah it just takes a lot of courage um so i do want to um mention that um that it 
honestly wasn't easy trusting God um, in the midst of um, battle and when yeah everything is turning to custard I guess um, but yeah in verse 4 it says for this is what the Lord said to me as a lion or young lion growls over its prey when a band of shepherds is called out against it and is not terrified by their shouting or subdued by their noise so the Lord of armies will come down to fight on Mount Zion and on its hill and verse 5 says like hovering birds so the Lord of armies will protect Jerusalem by protecting it he will rescue it by sparing it he will deliver it um and so the, the, this bit is talking about like even if we don't trust God, God will protect us. His protection isn't reliant on our trust, which is absolutely crazy because like imagine like your, I guess you're like you're on the front face of a battle, um, but actually the people that you're that you're fighting with don't believe in you, don't think you can do it and like you're literally gonna fail bro like um you know but that's what we do to God when we don't trust him but God still um even though we reject him and not trusting him he still protects us anyway which just shows the incredible faithfulness and love that God has um and that trust gives us peace that God has it all under control um, I just I love the contra- the contrast of the lion and the birds because they mean two completely different things. God's the only one who can like have these two characteristics work together because the lion is strong and is aggressive um, in battle, but the bird is gentle and loving and guiding and humans can really only be one or the other but God's both and he shows that character impeccably and yeah it just really shows how worthy he is of our trust that he is so incredible that he has both his characteristics that he can be aggressive in battle and he can have anger towards our enemies and stuff but then still be loving and gentle to us um but yeah and then so this is the last bit of it verses 6 through to 9 say return to the one that Israel's have greatly rebelled against for that day every one of you will reject the silver and gold idols that your own hands have simply made then Assyria will fall but not by human sword a sword will devour him but not one made by man he will flee from the sword his young man, men will be put to forced labour his rock will pass away because of fear and his officers will be afraid because of the signal flag this is the law's declaration who fires fire is in zion and whose furnace is in jerusalem that prophecy came true because obviously all of god's prophecies come true um but yeah that did happen assyria fell um and it wasn't by human sword um and all that happened it was fulfilled exactly with no human input at all only by god which shows like how powerful he is i'm just so overwhelmed by how and so grateful about how powerful he is and how he wants to partner with us and use his power to protect us even though we sin and we um reject him sometimes and we aren't that faithful but he still wants to protect us that just shows how much he loves us 
Um, but yeah, there was a call to repent um, the Israelites need to turn to God um, for their protection instead of turning to Egypt. Um, yeah, when and while well, I was sort of thinking about when end times come, you won't be trusting the earth, so why would you now? Because the earth will be fleeting and it has no chance against end times when Jesus comes back, so why are you trusting it now? Um, yeah, and that call to repent. Um, repent is turning from what is taking God's place in our lives and turning back to God. When we trust something, we're putting it as like an idol in our life. Um, and so when we repent from that, we're taking that down and putting God in its rightful place, in his rightful place. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have. Um, but I really hope that that opens your eyes to um, the character of God, especially in battle and how trusting him is really the only thing that we can do. Um, even if we can't feel him or we feeling distant from him or if the earth is otherwise um but yeah i really hope that you enjoyed this episode that you got some hope from it that even though if you have rejected him in the past if you have put something else on in that place in your life of trusting something else that you can come back to god and you can i'm saying this to me as well that we can come back to god that we can put him once again as center of our lives and we can trust him um even if we haven't in the past um but yeah let me know what else you want me to talk about on the podcast um i'd love to hear what you guys want to hear i really want to get on some more guests um so if you or anyone else you know would love to be on please let me know um but yeah, make sure to follow me on my Instagram at she is living hopeful um, for updates and hopefully a fresh rebranding and stuff and more content on there. Um, but otherwise, um, I will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.